On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I break down and preview round number two, Sixers Heat, big matchup for the opportunity to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. We get into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's up, D? What's going on, man? Good to be back as always. Always good to be back here with you. We got to welcome everybody in on Locked On 76s. I'm Devon Givens from 97 Fathers Neck Radio in Philadelphia, along with my co host and partner. Keith Pompey, the Sixers beat writer for the Inquirer.com. Keith, how is it in uh, sunny Miami, Florida? It's lovely, man. It's lovely. <laughs> Always. You couldn't have picked a better place, man. Nah, <laughs> couldn't nah, pick a better place for round number two. Well, before we get into all of that, man, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Keith, we have a lot to get into previewing the second round matchup against the Miami Heat. The one-seeded Miami Heat welcoming the four-seed 76ers, the injury bug hitting the Sixers, but the same for Miami. We have to get into that a little bit later, and we also need to talk about the importance of one, Matisse Thibel. Matisse Thibel. We'll get into Matisse Thibel as well uh, a little bit later. But Keith, we do have to start things off with the series preview overall, man, game number one in Miami against the Miami Heat. No Joel Embiid, as we discussed on the emergency podcast the other day. So with that, there's a new look to the 76ers right now with Harden, Harris, Maxey, and, of course, Danny Green in the starting lineup. We think Danny Green is going to remain in the starting lineup. And now we're going to have someone extra in the starting lineup to replace Joel Embiid at the five position. Will they go small? Will they remain with the big man in the lineup? Traditional uh, sense there. And who will it be? We got into a lot of that. But Keith, uh, being at practice, uh, post-practice on Sunday, and and now getting ready for the game tonight, uh, do you get a better sense of uh, how you feel and how you feel the team is? How relaxed are they? Are they uptight because of the situation they're in? What's the sense that you get? I mean, I think in this instance, teams are always relaxed, right? They're always relaxed before the first game. Um, you know, it, it seems like they're they're saying all the right things. Everybody is uh, motivated. You know, they're talking about James Harden like he's going to be that guy, right? Um, you know, the guy who's going to help him. But, you know, I, I still have some questions because, you know, everybody's saying how – they want him to take over and, and, and they want him to be, they want it to be a hardened dominant offense. Right. And that's the, the word. But when you look at it, you ask yourself like, okay, now what do you mean by that? I mean, do you mean you want him to, he's already had the ball in his hands. I mean, are you saying you want him to be a scorer? Um, and my only concerns with that is, 
you know, you have Tyrese Maxey, you have Tobias Harris. Now, again, you know, James Harden has that resume, but this year his shot hasn't been there. Like he's shooting the worst. He His his field goal percentage this season was the worst of his career. His right. three-point percentage this season was the worst of his career. Whereas do you want him to just take over and do stuff like that when you know that this isn't – he's not giving you his best? You know what I mean? So to me, it's a little confusing now. Maybe they're saying we we, we will run everything through James. We want James to do the same things, but we don't want Miami to know exactly what we're trying to do. We want Miami to defend us one way and we're going to come out there and do something different because in the past, yes, he could get the job done. But when you got Tobias Harris and you have Tyrese Maxley playing as well as they are, I don't know if you just want to have ISO James. Well, uh, maybe Doc Rivers is playing a little possum here with what he's doing, but I do think it's kind of obvious that he is going to be the focal point now of the offense. And if you paid any attention to what the Miami Heat did against Trey Young in that Atlanta series, they're going to try to do some similar things, in my opinion, to try to slow him down, try to throw some things at him. Even though he's a veteran, he's different from – Trey Young. Trey Young is younger, more explosive now at this point of his young career, where James Harden is the older, savvy veteran. But as you alluded to, he's not that player anymore. Does he have it in him to pull that out of him for stealing one game in Miami and making the series extend past the four games? I don't know. I don't know. And especially when we look at what he did against Toronto, where he was able to spray the ball all around the perimeter, hit the guys in the corner when he was able to penetrate and get them open looks. They're very smart defense in Miami. They'll be able to recover. They have so many guys from Tucker to Butler to Lowry and defensively with what they're able to do. Bam Adebayo was able to switch out on guards and forwards on the perimeter and help out that way also. So I'm not sure uh, how they're going to do it, but I expect to see a lot of Tyrese Maxey, a lot of Tobias Harris, and a lot of just simply team ball. And I also wonder if they try to go zone a little bit and make them beat them that way. Even though they really don't have to, Miami, because of the absence of Embiid, they can play them straight up and, and see how they decide to try to go ahead and beat them. So I'm going to be curious. And then those small ball lineups, trying to implement those small ball lineups where maybe Tobias Harris is playing at the five. George Niang on the floor at the same time with him and the rest of the, the other players. This is, this is going to be interesting to see, again, how Doc Rivers and his coaching staff, the scouting that took place during the Toronto series where the Sixers had their scouts scouting the Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks series just in case they advanced, which they did, to see how they were playing there and what they may also try to do against the Sixers in this round. So uh, the Sixers do have a chance of keeping this thing interesting. I'll just say that. The, the prediction is going to be tough because – we don't know if Embiid is going to come back or if he's not going to come back. Keith, can you give us an update on what you have from earlier to earlier Sunday, uh, what the latest was on Embiid? I mean, I guess the latest is stuff that everybody kind of uh, assumed. I mean, Joel Embiid did not make the trip down here tonight uh, right. with the team today. Um, you know, it's one of those things where he had, he's going through concussion protocol. Um, and, and what that is, it's kind of like four different steps. 
So you have to be able to be, you know, symptom three through all four steps before you get cleared, right? And then from that point on, it's one of those things where he has to go see a doctor midweek. So to get it clear him with the, uh, what is it? Well, you know, with the um, uh, um, orbital, orbital, orbital fracture over his <laughs> eye, right? right I couldn't right. get it out, right? Orbital, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so that thing is, that's why some, you know, people are saying they're optimistic that he can make it on game three. Game three would be Friday, you know, so midweek, you, that's probably going, he's going to meet with the doctor. Wednesday or Thursday, midweek. Midweek is like, you know, Wednesday. So, so you know, you, you think the Sixers have a game here on Wednesday, so he won't be able to do that. So that's why a lot of people are thinking that, you know, he, there's some optimism that he'll be able to play in game three or four. Now, here's the thing. The, um, the, the deal is, it's like, also, we got a question to see how good the Sixers are going to be. Right. And what I mean by that is if the Sixers are getting blown out and 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 two games, and the doctor's like, "Hey, I don't really recommend you playing." Is he going to say to the doctor, "Nah, I got to play to help my team win," when you know y'all have y'all don't have a snowball's chance, and you know where to win? So, you know, we'll see, man. I mean, we'll see. But I mean, the the, the game three on Friday is 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 a pretty good, you know, date that a lot of people are probably going to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah. It's a few. Uh basically a full week, you know, with uh, him being treated and, of course, getting through the concussion protocol and hopefully all that stuff uh, goes through for and beat. We talked about that, Keith, for the people who don't know, if you want to check out the latest episode where we both agreed if it's out of hand, there's no need to put him out there on the floor and risk any further injury and with the hand being what it is as well. When we come back, Keith, we need to talk about one of the other players that uh, will be back for this series with Embiid now out at least for the immediate uh, time right now. We need to talk about a player who's going to be back who missed a few games in round number one. That is Matisse Thibel and why it is super important for him to regain his confidence against this Miami Heat team. That's next right here on Locked On 76ers. Yeah, Matisse, man, he has to get the confidence back. But let me tell you all about Bet Online. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online where the game starts. And welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, folks, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game uh, with analysis from our local experts. Experts, it's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Well, Keith, uh, Matisse Thibault, he's going to be eligible now for all the games that the Sixers can play, including the first two on the road beginning tonight in Miami. And while we don't know the status of his starting role or bench role, whatever it is, thinking that Danny Green will stay in the starting lineup, especially with Embiid out and you're looking for more scoring. So if you're not going get to that, get that number from the five spot, you need to keep Danny Green there because of his outside shooting uh, potential. 
But it's the other side, obviously, defensively. Um, we'll get into this in, in a later uh, part of the show, the injuries that the Miami Heat are dealing with. Let's assume that everybody's ready to go from Kyle Lowry, uh, Jimmy Butler, Max Struess, who else? Uh, P.J. Tucker, Bam Adebayo, off the bench, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent, who's been a Sixers destroyer all season long. They need You need somebody to account for them. And Tobias Harris did as good a job as I've ever seen him defensively against those wing players with Toronto, especially with Pascal Siakam making him work. While he had a really good series, Pascal Siakam, in his big games, Tobias Harris really made him earn everything that he got. That cannot be in this series. He needs help. And it has to come in the form of starting with Matisse Thybul. He is super important in trying to slow those guys down. You cannot go zone often like you saw in Toronto because they have so many shooters on this roster. That won't work. Matisse Thybul has to be a stand-up defender. He cannot be a gambler like we've seen, even though we know that's a part of his game, Keith. They cannot risk those fouls that those cheap fouls that he picks up because a guy gets by him and he's relying on his ability to poke the basketball from behind off the dribble, blocking it from behind as well, and not getting that call. He has to be a straight-up defender. At time, take the gamble, but he needs to know when to pull his hand and not put his hand in the cookie jar and get caught. He's got to know when to pull, it, pull, the, pull the hand out and, re, and you know resist taking that chance at that basketball and maybe possibly a cheap foul. Keith, his, his defense is really important with all of the perimeter players that they have on this team. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, but the biggest thing for him is he just has to get his confidence back. He does. Because, like, all this stuff we're talking about is great, but if he doesn't have the confidence, it, ain't, it doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, the stuff he can help out. But like I said, he has to get the confidence back. I mean, you know, he can lock people down. But the problem is, is like, you know, he can't do it by himself. I mean, no. I think who else else is out there? Like, you know, James and them, they got to make it tough for people because, you know, right about now you got Tobias who, at least in the last series, he was a, a solid two-way player, right? And now you get Matisse back. But like you said, you know, you were rattling off a bunch of names. So, like, if you get two guys um, – who are going to be able to play quality defense, then basically who's going to guard the third person? You know what I mean? So I, I think it's going to have to be all of them stepping up. But, yeah, Matisse is going to be vital, I mean, if he gets his confidence back and he comes out and plays. Now, the, the question mark is when you have a guy like that, you know, you also need some shooters around James. He's yeah. going to have some opportunities to knock down some threes. And if he can't do it, you know, it could come down to a point where they're playing four on five. Is No matter how much great defense he's playing, you know, Doc may say, hey, bro, you're not getting those fourth quarter minutes. We need yeah. them. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah. so that's the problem, unless him and George Niang do offense, defense. But, um, you know, that, that that's where I'm coming from when it comes down to Matisse. And that's tough, too, for George Niang because while he struggled in the, the Toronto series defensively, it doesn't get any easier here with the players that they have also. We saw him start, though, in the starting role against the team and, and play well, hit some shots, scoring double figures. 
Matisse Thibault, you're absolutely right. The formula is already out there, four on five, the way that Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks did it, and they played him off the floor. And that's when Furkan Korkmaz had to be in there. He did play well in the game where he scored double digits also for Doc Rivers' team, but he has to make sure that any opportunity that he gets for a bucket, he has to take advantage of it. If he's missing threes but still cutting and finding open spots within that defense and layups, dunks, then that's okay. He's able to stay on the floor, but he has to. If he doesn't feel confident knocking down those shots, he see the first one or two not fall. He's got to cut those those behind, those backdoor cuts to make himself available in the middle of the paint, flashing and showing, and he has to have good hands and not do the double pump thing that he likes to do when he gets to the painted area. And and next thing you know, it's a bad-looking shot, and they're going the other way. So he, he has to regain that confidence. However he does it, he needs to do it because even though they won that game, that series in six, he has to make up for what he didn't do for that team in that first round. And with the absence of Embiid, they're going to need him defensively to be what he can be and add something offensively like you talked about. And the confidence is so important uh, with that. Keith, Matisse, that was a big piece of what he needs to do. I, I got something for him to try out. and uh, We'll tell you about that in just a second. But in our final segment, we need to talk about while Embiid's injury is in the forefront, Miami also banged up as well. You should see their lineup of players that are on the injury report. We'll talk about that and uh, who's in, who could be out as far as the Miami Heat goes for game number one on tonight at the FTX Arena in Miami where Keith is. We'll get to that on the next segment right here, Locked On 76ers. But first, I have to tell you about it's that time of year again. It's that time of the show where I have to tell you once again about Bill Barr and ask you, have you tried the puffs? I've been th- I've been laying it out there. If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best tasting bars that Bill's Built Bars offer. The puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They are fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're also covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate, including the puffs. They are a fan favorite, and they come in all these incredible flavors like yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good, and so much more. Get in low-calorie, high-protein. Replace these candy, replace these bars with those candy bars that you've been having for so many years. This is the way to go. It's the best way to go. So go to built.com, scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away by looking at the high-protein, low-cal, high-fiber, low-carb, uh, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. It's incredible. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. You can't beat it. Go ahead, check it out. Been telling you about it for a while. Wouldn't stare you wrong. It's the right, right way for you to go if you want to eat healthy. Getting ready for the great summer. You want to make sure all of that is right. Check it out at built.com using promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order using promo code Lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. And now we need to talk about the Miami Heat and their injuries that they are dealing with. Keith, we already heard uh, going into tonight's game that Kyle Lowry is ruled out dealing with the hamstring injury that caused him to miss the final game against the Atlanta Hawks in that series. They won in five. No problem, but Kyle Lowry is out. 
Then they have a long list of other players that are listed as questionable, including Jimmy Butler, who has inflammation in his knee, Keith, while they have the heat culture. And they just insert guys in there no matter what. Okay, you're out, no problem. Let's just insert this player in your spot, even though you're an all-star and you're a reserve player, you're a role player, no problem because the system works for Eric Spolstra and his Miami Heat club. But they have a long list, man. Might be an opportunity for the Sixers to jump in and gain number one, potentially, and this be the one to steal. Yeah, I agree 100%. Now, the question is, I have, I, when I see all these guys listed on the injury report, I'm asking myself, is this a little bit of gamesmanship? You know, like basically saying, hey, we got all these guys hurt. Um, we don't know if they're going to play or not because they're all questionable. You know what I mean? It's not like doubtful, not yeah. probable. It's questionable. And you have six guys questionable, one guy hurt. And when you look at it, um, most of them are all in the rotation. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Butler starter, Tyler Hero, sixth man of the year. Um, uh, uh, Martin, you know, rotation player. Morris, rotation player. Matt Struess, you know what I mean? He's he's getting some of it. Yeah, starter. You know, then you got B.J. Tucker, a part-time starter, right? You know what I mean? So, like, you know, you're looking at all these guys and you're saying to yourself, like, Whoa, like, are they bringing little sisters of the poor to play the Sixers? Or, you know, are they that banged up? You know, so I look at it, and, I, and I'm thinking to myself, like, some of these guys I know definitely playing. Now, a couple of days ago or, or two days ago, um, Jimmy Butler told the media that he was going to play. But then he's listed as questionable. So, again, now, if some of these guys don't play, then the Sixers could possibly steal it, could steal a game. You know what I mean? They could steal a game in Miami, which would be great for them when when um, NBA plays um, comes back. That's what you want but, them to do, split. That's what you want. You want them to split. But the thing is, I don't know. It's something that maybe it's just me being a little skeptical, but I, I, I can't see all these guys being, all of them being questionable right about now. Yeah, I, I didn't. I'd expect Butler to play. Same for PJ Tucker, Tyler Hero. They're all going to play. Uh, but when you put the list out, it, it is something that we have to discuss because we can't of ignore course. it. Yeah. So, uh, but I expect those guys to, to, to also be ready to go. One other name that, while he's not on the injury list, Keith, that one that jumped in in the last two games of the series was Victor Oladipo coming back, coming out of nowhere. All season long, even when he's come to Philadelphia, he's been in town, he's worked out, but he doesn't play. Now, they have him back. They have him part of the rotation. Also, somebody that we have to pay attention to, especially with Kyle Lowry out. Maybe Gabe Vincent gets to start. Lowry will be out. You feel comfortable with Vincent there. But Victor Oladipo now replaces Vincent, as we know, a former All-Star coming off the bench who you know can put up 20 points at any given moment. He's also a player to watch for Eric Spolstra, uh now in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. And not only that, it's, uh, I mean, my man's been playing well, especially against the Sixers. Oh, you Gabe know? Vincent? Yeah, yeah Gabe Vincent. So, like, I mean, it, it's one of those things where, in a way, and this might sound kind of crazy, but in a way, you kind of want Kyle 
to, to play. Because right now, you know, Kyle is more of a facilitator. Now, don't get me wrong, he runs the offense and he's leading the offense. But Vincent has been getting buckets against them, you know, getting serious buckets. And this team is deep. I mean, like you said, Victor Oladipo, Vincent, you have Tyler Hero. I mean, Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson. Coming off the bench. Know, yeah, so it's a deep team. And, and, and I, I don't think like, uh, I don't, you know, the six when we talk about bench points, you know, they're, you know, you'll be a fool to say the Sixers have a better bench. You know what I mean? It's just not they just true. Don't. Yeah. They, they just don't. And they don't. And, and that's another thing about when we talk about the Sixers bench is like when they talk about center by committee. Well, like the problem is, is like you really can't. I mean, you can go with it, but there's going to be a lot of crazy plus minuses with some of these dudes coming in there. Yeah, but and see, a lot of that stuff can be misleading when you talk about the plus minus, especially if they come away with a win and uh, minutes on the floor. But we saw how it went, even though the points went a certain way, but we saw how well they played. Some of those numbers, of course, can be skewed a little bit and a little bit misleading. So Doc Rivers has a lot of work to do with his squad. You lose one in Embiid, you get one back with Matisse Thybul. You lose one with Kyle Lowry on the other side, but you have, to your point, Victor Oladipo, Gabe Vincent, maybe in the starting lineup. One of those two, I imagine, will be the replacement for Lowry. And they're just really deep off the bench with Hero, Martin, Robinson, Deadman. They they go very deep with their team. So the minutes will also be something that we pay attention to from the Sixers starters versus the, the way that they can funnel guys in and keep guys fresh coming off the bench. And even the starters just coming back and being fresh because maybe – the extended amount of time to your point with the plus minus the reserves are in there and who knows that maybe they increase the lead. However, it goes, the coaching matchup once again, here is going to be really good against two of the all time greats of doc rivers and Eric Spolster. So Keith, an interesting matchup. Do we give our predictions here now or do we, do we wait? It's kind know? of hard. I mean, we can give predictions. It is. It's it kind is. of hard. I, I really don't yeah, want to be hard because we don't even know if MB is going to play or when exactly. he's coming back. Yeah, yeah, you don't know if Jimmy Butler's playing. Like, you know what I mean? It's just a lot yeah. of different things. Like, it's hard. All right. Well, I'm copping out. I'm not giving a All prediction. Right. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> I'm not giving it. My only prediction would be I think Dang. they can split between the two games in Miami. Yeah, I think they can, too. But it also depends on who doesn't play for Miami. <laughs> Very true. Well, Kyle Lowry is out, so that's a big loss. No matter how good game Vincent has been against the Sixers, we haven't seen Victor Oladipo. Kyle Lowry is a big piece. Last game, he had 20-plus. Even in that loss, uh, three guys, Adebayo, Butler, and Kyle Lowry, all scored 20-plus points in that game, in that loss. So he can still score, and we saw him do so against the Sixers. It is a big loss, so it's not one to ignore, which we haven't. And that would be my only prediction is I think they can split while in Miami games one and two, Monday and Wednesday. So. Keith, it's going to be a big one, man, and uh, we look forward to talking to everybody tomorrow. Thanks for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. Every day tomorrow, we will recap tonight's game, game number one, Sixers Heat round two, Eastern Conference semifinal matchup. It's going to be a, a great one, in my opinion. Now, make your second listen, Locked On NBA. We're Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, want to tell people where they can uh, check us out and what they need to do? 
Yeah, you guys can um you you guys can uh subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast at. But you can also subscribe to the Locked On 76ers YouTube page, right? Our YouTube page. What you do is you go on there and you hit the button, the subscribe button, click on the Liberty Bell, and you do it today. You get to see us daily and you get stuff in your inbox the whole nine. So just do it. Do it. But also, you need to follow us on Twitter. Follow my man D at Divine G. 97.5 and me at Pompeii on Sixers. Appreciate it, Keith. Enjoy the game tonight. And uh, we'll be talking, man. We'll see what these guys do. Shorthanded. We'll see how they handle it. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Peace. See ya.